great future. We're talking real money. Okay, it's time for the Saturday version of Talking Real Money, the podcast. Hi, I'm Don McDonald. This is the one where I just take a question and I answer it or a comment and I comment on it. Or in this case, kind of a question and a comment combined into one. This one was uh, sent in via our Talking Real Money website, but the person used their computer microphone, so it sounds pretty good. Uh, you can do that, too, or you can type them in at TalkingRealMoney.com, or you can call in questions at 855-935-TALK. And since this is a really long one, I'm going to stop talking, and we're just going to listen. Hello, guys. I have fairly recently found your podcast, and I do find it very interesting, very informative, and I do enjoy it, but I do have a question. And that is, I have some major problems with the way financial planners determine how much they charge for their service. I know I'm supposed to look for a fee-only fiduciary, but even that is misleading. Fee-only sounds like a term of art from the financial planner's perspective. To a non-financial planner, the term fee implies a number or a dollar amount. But with a financial planner, it doesn't mean that at all. It simply means that they don't earn income that is incidentally related to the client, such as not earning a commission or buying or selling of securities. Okay, so there's a big gap between what each side seems to understand that fee only means. Then it turns out that fi the financial plan planning industry seems to have engaged in what I'd almost consider to be collusion. The industry standard seems to be charging a 1% assets under management fee. This does vary depending on the amount of money in the portfolio, but it's very close to what everyone charges. That sounds too convenient to be anything but a made-up number. It feels like financial planners all got together, decided what they would all charge, and everyone agreed to it. I'd really like to know how fee-only financial planners can justify charging a fee based on the assets under management. What's the basis of using that method to determine the fee? It sounds like taking the easy way out, not having to figure out what the actual cost of the service is. We'll just charge 1% of the total portfolio, portfolio and call it a day. It's a very simple way to determine a fee, but what is the connection between the amount of work a financial planner actually does for the client and the amount of assets in the portfolio? No other industry that I can think of charges its customers this way. No other industry asks me how much money I have and decides what's to charge. When I get my car fixed, the mechanic doesn't ask to see my bank statement in order to determine how much to charge. Even a lawyer or a doctor doesn't ask how much money I have and then uses that information to determine what I'm charged. How is it that financial planners have carved out this very odd exception to determine what to charge based on how much money I have? You cannot tell me that if person A has $400,000, person B has $800,000, and all the things are equal, meaning they have the same lifestyle, their goals are similar, their retirement age is similar. Basically, they're the same person, just with a different amount of money, that the amount of work the financial planner does for person B is twice that of what person A is going to get. And thus, the financial planner should earn twice the amount of money for person B than person A. It doesn't work that way. The amount of money a person has has no direct relationship to the amount of work a financial planner might have to do. For one thing, all circumstances are different. Person B, while having more assets to manage, might be an easy client that doesn't require any major or special needs, while Person A might have a very complicated financial life that requires all kinds of extra time or maybe research or use of resources that Person B doesn't require. Yet, Person B is still going to be charged twice the amount of work, uh, of, of twice the amount of uh, money 
than person A, even though the amount of work person B requires is not nearly as much. I kind of equate this to shipping charges. Most companies charge for shipping based on the price of the item. That has no bearing on what it will actually cost to ship the item, so to me it doesn't make any sense. This means if I buy a gold watch that weighs very little but costs $400, I'll pay a shipping charge that is based on the cost, not the actual amount to ship the watch to me. By that same reasoning, if I purchase a 10-pound weight that's only going to cost me 30 bucks, I'm only paying shipping based on $30, not, that the, not the fact that it's going to cost a lot more to ship something that weighs 10 pounds versus a very expensive watch that only weighs probably less than one pound. That's the same as financial planning fees to me. So once again, I ask, how do you justify using assets under management and a percentage to determine how much I pay a financial planner? Wow, there is a, there's a lot packed into that question. There is a ton packed into that question, and, and it's a good question, although you kind of do a great impression of me sounding a little indignant. But hey, everybody is allowed to be indignant. Uh, there are various ways of charging for financial advice. Various ways. Some advisors charge by the hour. But boy, a lot of people blanch at the hourly charges because to make it work, financial advisors have to charge like attorneys do. $300, $400, $500 an hour. And there has been a lot of work done on what people are comfortable paying. And even attorneys have found that people are not really comfortable paying an hourly rate, they'd rather pay what can amount to a whole heck of a lot more money and have it in the, in the form of a contingency fee. And there has always been inequity in what one person, person pays versus another. There is no fairness in the way things are paid for on this planet. I mean, it, it, you go to a car dealer and one customer comes in and says, I'll take that one. I want to go right out the door. The other one comes in, spends eight hours with the salesman. They have to negotiate down to almost nothing. And the salesman who worked for eight hours gets a smaller commission than the salesman who worked for 15 minutes. Life isn't always fair. I guarantee you the investment advice industry, the financial services industry is so competitive that there is absolutely no collusion. None. Um, I can tell you how we determined our fee. We actually sat down and ran all of the costs and determined that this is approximately, this average amount is what it takes to run the business. And that meant, yes, some clients aren't going to be as big a pain and are going to pay more per hour. Others are going to pay less per hour because life's not fair. Uh, one of the basic tenets of life is that it's not fair. And if you look, go to talkingrealmoney.com, go to talkingrealmoney.com slash help. And I went through many of the bigger investment advisory firms in America, uh, the big brokerage houses, uh, the really big names out there. And if you look, you'll see that the Standard fees are actually above 1%. And in some cases, of, uh, is it Ameriprise? I think it's Ameriprise. They charge up to 3%. 3%. Others in, do indeed charge per hour. And for some people, that's the way to go. You can find per hour advisors. There are thousands of them. Fee only, but per hour advisors. And if that's a form of, uh, of fee structure you prefer, by all means, go get a relationship with one of those kinds of people. But as for 1% somehow being a ridiculous charge, 
Let me just give you an example. We talked about this today on the show. There are funds, very good funds, respectable funds, from all the major companies that are sold through stockbrokers. And uh, these funds, you can buy the funds with an upfront commission of five and three quarter percent and then pay annual fees of, for the management of the fund of somewhere between half a percent and one percent per year, typically. But there are also these funds that are called C-shares. And I, I was looking at one, the Bond Fund of America from American Funds. It is a bond fund, but it's the class C-shares so that the, the broker, the financial advisor, can sell it without a commission. On those C shares, go look it up. American Funds Bond Fund of America, they charge 1.32% per year. And that is for doing nothing along the way. Literally, American Funds is managing the fund, but they're giving three quarters of 1% or more of their fees back to that broker who sold it originally and yet doesn't provide ongoing advice. They only go out looking for the next sale. Depends on what you're looking for. Are you going to find absolute fairness and parity anywhere on the planet? No, sir, you're not. Um, we, we have an issue right now. We are trying to come up with a way to provide smaller accounts with the same kind of advice that we give our bigger accounts. But if we charged 1% for those accounts under a quarter of a million, we can't pay the bills. We'd be out of business. We could not survive on 1% on less than a quarter of a million. So we know that 1% at a quarter of a million is about as inexpensively as we can do it. And then we rely on the people who pay a little more to help subsidize the people who are paying a little less. That's pretty normal. Uh, we're trying to figure out a way, maybe through a monthly fee or something, to, to help those people with smaller amounts, but to make money on the deal, which is what we should be trying to do as capitalists, we have to charge, as a percentage, more than 1%. We hate doing that. We're trying to keep it as cheap as we can and still keep the lights on. And I got to tell you, if you think that, uh, for example, I, all I can speak for is my firm. I mean, I've worked for others, but I know that we have run an incredibly tight ship. We have, Tom and I've never paid ourselves a lot. We don't overpay our advisors. They make a good living wage. They make a good salary for their level of expertise and the amount of work they do but we don't have fancy offices. We don't spend a lot of money on all kinds of stuff. What we do spend our money on, and by the way, I want all of our clients to know that part of what we do, part of the money you pay us, who do you think pays for the radio show and the podcasts and the classes and all of those things that we provide to people for free? Somebody has to pay the bill. There's no such thing as a free lunch anywhere, and there is absolutely no such thing as absolute fairness. Oh, the other thing to bear in mind is that we and others have structured our fees in such a way that the as you have more money, you pay less. We've tried to keep it really simple. Some firms say, okay, from a quarter of a million to $500,000, you pay 1.5% or 2%. Some say, uh, and the lower the number, the higher they're going to charge. If they're breaking it up, go look at people like Edelman Financial Engines. You're going to see that at the lower end, you're paying a lot more than one. 
lot more. Um, and then they kick it up at 500 at 750. We just thought it was fair up to a million. Keep it simple. A million to two. Keep it simple. Just break the thing down because we do realize when you get over a million dollars, it's not going to cost us a, a lot more. Yeah, it is more though, by the way, the more money you have, the more complicated the situations that you face become. Because there's a lot more that goes into it. We have a lot more tax considerations, start getting into estate considerations, a lot of complexity that comes with more money. So, uh, But, you know, it's not like it's one size fits all. I can show you, you can go look for yourself, I can show you advisors who'll charge you 3% on a quarter of a million dollars or half a million dollars. I can show you advisors who'll charge you 1% on a half a million dollars. I can show you advisors who will charge you half a percent on a million dollars. But what do you get less of at half a percent? Personal service. There's something out there for everyone. And there's no reason to be upset unless you've got a better way to make this all work and to pay all of the bills. It isn't a cheap business. You wouldn't believe the regulatory expenses of running an investment advisory firm. They are outrageous. So much to do. You have to have entire departments devoted to nothing but compliance. People who get huge salaries for just making sure we dot I's and cross T's properly. And then there's advertising and marketing and customer service, and back office support, and trading desks, and oh my gosh. I'm not trying to make anybody feel sorry for us, because we do make a living. But doesn't everybody in business who provides an honest product deserve to make money? I can tell you, we have looked at many ways to make this work. And so far, this is the best one we can find. If we can find a better one, I can assure you someday somebody's going to do it. Thanks for your call. Thanks for your question. I appreciate it. It wasn't really a call. It was a question sent into talkingrealmoney.com. Uh, you can send yours in too. Just call 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Or go to talkingrealmoney.com, type it in or speak it in if you've got a mic on your computer. Also, please check out our new YouTube channel. You can actually see us do the podcast for what that's worth, but apparently somebody thought that was a good idea. We're going to find out. Thanks again for being a part of all these things we do and for listening and for being so supportive and for taking us to task once in a while. I appreciate it. Hanging out, talking real money. I'm Don McDonald. that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many 
other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a family registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.